Hey, what's happening, guys? Grace and peace to all of you today. I hope all is well with you. Uh, may God's indescribable love overwhelm you today and always. Amen. Uh, today's message is called uh, Victory in Christ. Victory in Christ. And um, uh, last week's message, Tamara and I did a, a message on Friday, I believe, and we were talking about uh, the importance of community. You know, uh, Tamara and I felt led to create like a, an invitation letter and we, we put them in uh, all the mailboxes in our neighborhood is an act of faith uh, in the Lord uh, to reach out to people, to the community around us, to meet them and love on them, let them know who we are and what we're about. And uh, it, was a, it was a very, very sweet time in the Lord. Uh, we had a good turnout and uh, uh, we had a really good time. Uh, we had some food and some fellowship and uh, we were able to, to talk with some people, listen to some people, hear uh, what they had to say, um, and yeah, it was a it was a good time, you know. And I, I just want to encourage you guys, and I think I, I put that in the preface of, of last week's podcast that you know I want to encourage you guys to take those steps of faith. You know what I mean? Don't don't be afraid to step out and do things for the kingdom of God because He always meets you there. You know, and what I mean by that is, you know, it's it's not about the event. It's not about the amount of people at the event, you know, to God, it's all about the fact that you mustered up the faith uh, to create the event and invite people to go. You know, you flexed your faith for the kingdom of God, and, and that's what it's all about. You know, that's where our true growth comes from, knowing and understanding that our Father God is proud of us when we do those things, and uh, the reason we do them um, is for Him. Yet we tend to always uh, get in the way and make it about us or make it about numbers or make it about, you know. And I say that lightly, you know, it's, uh, it's good to be a great planner. Uh, a, the hospitality is a gift, you know what I mean? To, to put pride in that event and all that is wonderful. I'm not, I'm not saying that's a bad thing. It's just when we make it all about that, right? So there's a fine line in everything we do for the kingdom. So just be aware of that, um, but mostly just be, be blessed uh, in what it is and whatever it is that, that God has called you to do. And uh, yeah, all for his glory. Amen. So today's message is called Victory in Christ. I'm not sure what episode uh, we're on. I know we're in season two getting in the groove. You know, God's kind of ramping things up. Feels really, really, really good. Uh, lots of things are happening. You know, God's speaking uh, through many different uh, ways, shapes, and forms, through community gatherings, through His Word, through pastors, through prayer time, through conversations with my wife. You know, God's just, He's just moving all the time. He's moving in our spirit. His spirit lives in us. Amen. So today I want to talk about the victory that we have in Christ. You know, it seems like, uh, to me, this world is defeated, man. This world, and I mean the world, the, the world outside of believers, and, and believers too, uh, we're feeling defeated right now. 
And uh, we shouldn't be because we're victorious in Christ. We're victorious through what Jesus Christ did for us on the cross. There's nothing that can bring us down. Nothing this world can do. You know what I mean? We can't fall into the world. We can't get sucked into what's going on in the world. We just need to continue to be the light of God, the light of love to the world around us and encourage them. We need to seek and save the lost, understanding that we are victorious, understanding that being a Christian is relevant in this day and age, man. It's not a, it's not a side salad, man. Jesus Christ is the main course, and we need Christ. God is a necessity. He is not an option. Amen? God is a necessity, not an option. So uh, be uh, encouraged. Be strong in your faith, in who you are in Christ. You are relevant. His kingdom is relevant. It's all about his kingdom. And everything else comes from that. Our jobs come from that. Our families come from that. Everything was created by God. So we need to give him his due props for who he is and what he's doing in our life and be proud of him, not in a haughty, arrogant way, but in a loving way, but definitely putting him above everything else in our life. Hello? Because we are victorious in Christ. So we should be raising our arms in victory. You know, for Jesus is victorious in all battles, right? His redemptive plan for humanity is always in motion. It, 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 it has always been in motion since the beginning of time. Like I said, the, the Bible could be summed up in Genesis 1, 2, and 3, which is the account of creation, the, uh, the creation of man and woman, uh, the fall of man, and then you have the first sin, which is murder, which is in chapter 4, so I guess we can add a little bit of that. And then you go to the back of the book in Revelation 22 for the Lord's return, which reiterates creation, why God came, you know what I mean? And, and everything in between is God's redemptive plan for humanity out of his love for us. So his redemptive plan for humanity is always in motion as we head towards his heavenly gates. Amen. It never stops until we reach heaven. And when we're focused and trusting on God, there's nothing that he can't do. Because he is always who we need him to be exactly when we need him to be it. We need to keep our eyes focused on Jesus. He is our everything, right? So when we're continually pressing into God, making him the center of all things, and staying close to that center, we become one with Christ and we will continually be filled with his glory. When we leave the center, the opposite ensues. You know, there's a wrong view of God. Those of you who know me know that I see God as a God of love and mercy because that's who God is, all right? But he is also a good judge. And those of you who are becoming more mature understand that statement. You know what I'm saying? It's a both and. Everything in the Bible, there's a both and in everything. God is a God of love and mercy. God is a good judge, right? That's why in Deuteronomy, he, he told us blessings for obedience and, and curses for disobedience. The choice was up to us. He had to give us free will and had to give us our own choice. And it's all breathed onto paper. It's all there. The consequences are all there for both, for blessings and curses. It's on us. And he's very good at his job, right? But in his nature, he is love. God is love. Without God, there is no love, all right? Natural love is not love. There's only supernatural love. So, Everything comes uh, from the Lord Jesus Christ, right? And His Holy Spirit living in us. You know, we, we tend to think that, you know, again in that statement, 
God is a God of love and mercy. God is a good judge. What I like to tell people, I like them to picture this. If you put your hand in a fist and put it in front of you, when you're walking with the Lord, when you know who he is, that he's a God of love and mercy, you live in the you live in his forgiveness, you live in his love, you live in his wisdom, there's this covering that's over you, right? You place your other hand over your fist like a covering, like a blanket. When you're walking with the Lord, when you're living by his commands, which are to love him and to love others, there's this covering on you. And it doesn't mean that bad things don't happen, doesn't mean that tragedies don't happen, doesn't mean that great things don't happen. Everything happens under that covering. The key is you have the covering. You have, your, you have God in the center of your life, and he's with you, good and bad. When you choose to walk out of that center, that covering comes off of you, and the opposite ensues. I believe that, I call that the wrath of God, and I, I define the wrath of God as the consequences of our own choices, because the word of God tells us exactly what's going to happen when we live outside of God's good will for our life. Amen? Man, that was a rabbit trail. Thank you for uh, hanging on there with me through that. <laughs> so when we're continually raising our arms in worship and praise, in victory, amen, we will continually win the everyday battles that we're faced with, with supernatural joy, supernatural love, and a zeal for life as it was intended to be, which is to be in an intimate relationship with Jesus and to share that relationship and uh, with the world around us and to rule over the earth and everything in it to enjoy life. We were created to enjoy life through our relationship with God. The Word of God is the, the beautiful rule book, the way to live life filled with joy, how to get through hard times, how to get through good times, how to navigate everything. It's not a rule book that we need to be afraid of. It's not a rule book that we need to hate. Oh, I hate following rules. You know, we have the wrong view of obedience, man. Obedience is staying in step with, with the Lord and His greatest commands, right? The greatest commandment is simply to love Him, be in relationship with Him. It's not about religion. It's all about relationship. It's all about relationship. Amen? And through that relationship, we're given the supernatural ability to love others. You heard me say earlier that, that love is not natural because it's not. You know what I mean? Because you cannot in the natural forgive somebody who, who hurt you or hurt your family or said something about you. We don't forgive and don't act like I'm the only one. There's a lot of us that don't forgive. A lot of us have a chip on our shoulder, right? Because it's not natural to love and forgive. It's supernatural. It's a gift from God and it comes from entering into relationship with Him. And as His Spirit moves through us, it starts to soften our hearts. He starts to soften our hearts and transform us into his image and gives us the ability to supernaturally love those around us, you know, and enjoy this short life that we have here on earth. I want to read you a story out of Exodus chapter 17. Um, it's called the Amalekites defeated. So we enter into a, a battle here and we're going to have Moses um, instruct Joshua on what to do as, as they enter into to battle against uh, the enemies of the Amalekites, right? So it's in, ch in uh, chapter 17, verse 8, the Amalekites came and attacked the Israelites at Rephidim. Moses said to Joshua, Choose some of our men and go out to fight the Amalekites. Tomorrow I will stand on top of the hill with the staff of God in my hands. That's what Moses said to Joshua. So Joshua fought the Amalekites as Moses had ordered, 
And Moses, his brother Aaron, and Hur went up to the top of the hill. As long as Moses held up his hands, the Israelites were winning. But whenever he lowered his hands, the Amalekites were winning. When Moses' hands grew tired, they took a stone and put it under him, and he sat on it. Aaron and Hur held his hands up on one side and the other, so that his hands remained steady until sunset. So Joshua overcame the Amalekite army with the sword. Then the Lord said to Moses, this is very important. Then the Lord said to Moses, write this on a scroll. Write what on a scroll? Write what just happened, what I just read to you on a scroll is something to be remembered and make sure that Joshua hears it because I will completely blot out the memory of Amalek from under heaven. Moses then built an altar and called it, the Lord is my banner. He said, for hands were lifted up to the throne of God. The Lord will be at war against the Amalekites from generation to generation. It was written down for us to read, to understand that when we put our trust in the Lord, and, and again, this picture here of victory and our arms being raised in victory, uh, God surely came, right? When we step out for the Lord, when we do what God you know, calls us to do, right? And another beautiful picture is he had a brother on his left and on his right to hold up his arms uh, when he's tired, which <laughs> beautifully ties together with uh, a community, the community message that we had last week and the importance that we can't do this alone, right? that we need community around us to help us through these battles that we go through. But again, very important that the Lord told them to make sure that that was written down, that it would be remembered. You know what I mean? Um, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. First John five. Verse one, everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. And everyone who loves the father loves his child as well. This is how we know that we love the children of God, by loving God and carrying out his commands. This is love for God, to obey his commands. And his commands are not burdensome, as we just talked about. They are not burdensome. For everyone born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. Who is it that overcomes the world? Only he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. Praise God. The Word also says that every begotten person conquers the world's ways. The conquering power that brings the world to its knees is our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. The person who wins out over the world's ways is simply the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. You see, this isn't burdensome, man. This isn't believing in the, in the creator of all things, that, that he created us to enter into relationship with him and to love the world around us. And he gave us a way to live our best life. It's the word of God. And it all just comes from simply believing in him. As you believe in him and enter into relationship with him, you know, just like any other relationship, you get to know him better. It, it just starts to transform your life. He transforms your life. His love transforms your life. You view things differently. You begin to have God vision and see the world the way God sees it and see others the way he's, 
he sees them, see situations the way God sees them. Even in bad situations, you start to see Romans 8.28 play out that God is always working for the good of those who love him. He's working things out for his good. You start to see it even in bad times. You can start to see it even in the process, the bigger picture of what God's doing. You know what I'm saying? Like the death of my father. I told you when my dad died, it was the greatest experience of my life. It wasn't about my dad dying. My dad went to heaven. He's up with Jesus. I miss my dad and all of that. But the three-day process was all about me being aware of what God was doing in that situation, how God was using me to bring him glory, all the people that were ministered to throughout that, even at my dad's funeral, an altar call at his funeral. There was, there was people forgiven at the funeral. There was all kinds of things happened, man. The people in the hospital, a picture of an angel. Oh, man, it was endless. It was all about the kingdom of God because I had the vision. I had God vision. I was able to see what God was doing, even in that traumatic situation, which was painful, but God was giving me comfort in it. And he gave me friends who came around me. He gave me comforters to come around me people that could help me understand and process what was going on and all of that. That's the power of community understanding that we were already victorious. It wasn't a loss. It's a temporal loss, but I'm going to see my dad in heaven forever. And I have seen my father in heaven. <laughs> Another story from, from just spending time with the Lord in the secret place. Man, the deep sleeps are real. When you, when you carve out time to get down at the feet of Jesus, man, he starts to show you things. So uh, Psalm 44, verses 3 through 8, It was not by their sword that they won the land, nor did their arm bring them victory. It was your right hand, your arm, and the light of your face, for you love them. Talking about the Lord. You are my king and my God who decrees victories for Jacob. Through you, we push back our enemies. Through your name, we trample our foes. I do not trust in my bow. My sword does not bring me victory. But you give us victory over our enemies. You put our adversaries to shame. And God, we make our boast all day long, and we will praise your name forever. Amen. So, you know, again, there's a lot of talk here about battles and, and our enemies and trampling our foes and all that. Don't take that out of context. Our enemy is Satan. Satan is out to kill, steal, and destroy. He uses people. He uses situations. He uses anything and everything he can to separate us from God. So that, that is our enemy. Our enemy is Satan. And the people that he uses, they're filled with Satan. They're filled with evil. They don't know the Lord. There's, You know what I'm saying? As God transforms you, man, people are broken inside. I was broken inside. I'm still broken inside. There's things inside of me that happened to me that the enemy wants to use to destroy my marriage, to destroy my relationship with my children. He wants me to get fired up and do things that I can't take back. And that all comes from brokenness inside of me. That's why I say, you know, that stuff can come from Satan because I've, I've asked God to come into my life and be my Lord and Savior. And it's through my relationship in Him that He's transformed me. He continually washes over me. These things are brought up, and when they're brought up, I lay them before the Lord so that he can wash them away out of my life so that the enemy has no power over me. Or you could say it's the thorn in your side, right, that, that Paul talked about in Corinthians. Even though he loved the Lord so much, he still always had that thorn in his side. So I say that lightly again about people. Don't be thinking all your friends or family or whatever, just, you know, evil. That, you know, hurt people, hurt people. You know, so there's pain, and if we don't deal with these things in our life, 
properly by laying them at the feet of Jesus and, and in community, in the proper community. We've talked about different levels of friendship, even counseling. You know, I've been to counseling. I've been to a temperament counselor, stuff like that. Um, I don't know, 10 years ago or so, really helped me to identify some of the actions that I have and the way I reacted to things. And again, all that was coming from me pressing into the Lord, going to a men's Bible study, leading a men's Bible study, having good brothers around me that would call me out on my stuff, which led me to counseling, which set me free and bettered my marriage and my relationship with my children and, and it's just helped me to be a better man. You know, so God uses all things for his good. So anyway... Another rabbit trail, man. Just just don't get hung up on the enemies and trampling those that have hurt you, even though that sometimes feels good <laughs> in our mind. And, you know, and some things are deserving of that. But that's not for us to deal with. That's for God to deal with, right? So in God, we make our boast all day long, and we praise his name forever. Coming to a close here, 1 Corinthians 15, verses 57 and 58. Uh, but thanks be to God, he gives us a victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my dear brothers, stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. Amen. So here's my prayer for us today. Lord, help us to be steadfast, firm, and unshakable in our faith and let our hope and expectancy abound in you as we continually and intentionally be doers of your word, and serve you completely by always obeying your commands. We cry out for an increase of our faith that we may always not only be shielded, but joyful and victorious over this world. In Jesus' name we pray, and all God's people say aloud, amen. God bless you guys. Enjoy your victory in Christ.